Welcome to Design Diary, the podcast where you get to look inside my board game design notebook as well as what's going on inside my head. We look at a new word each day from the sense of mechanics, tone, theme, or inspiration for a full game. Today's word is... Laudable. Worthy of praise, commendable. And I feel like I have like a... I I read it as laudable, L-A-U-D-A-B-L-E. And I feel like saying laudable... I have like a southern southern accent. Laudable. I've got that New Jersey thing where we pronounce everything nasally and water. I guess that's not as nasally, but water and Mario. Words like that. But today's word is, is laudable. Um, today's going to be a uh, community showcase, which we've done once before on episode number 52 with exegesis. And uh, I spontaneously, I knew I was going to be running late today, so I threw it out to the community to say, do you have anything for this? I gave my initial idea. They posted on BoardGameGeek a whole bunch of ideas, and I haven't read them. Uh, I browsed to make sure there were some there, because I still hadn't written mine out fully. And I didn't want to be influenced by theirs, and I didn't want to steal the thunder from them. And if we just happened to you know, hit the same topic or hit the same content idea... Then, uh, then it'll be great, but it'll be it'll be more natural. So I'm gonna give you mine. Mine's quick. It's a single page, and then we're gonna jump into a couple uh, user submissions. So uh, my initial thoughts for worthy of praise, commendable achievement like rewards that are unlocked for players, but I want to see them given by the other players or a set of non-players. So I like how in- achievements are in some you know mostly video games. There's a couple board games that have. Um, almost like a, like personal goals and things like that can be achievements. But I was thinking of, of group goals and collective, essentially, um, like records. So non-players could be uh, players that sit out of activity during a round or phase. So they are actually players, but the active player is the only one who's, who's performing and the other players... And I say performing not as like a skit or anything, performing like taking their turn. And the other players are the ones that will, um, you know, determine if they're worthy of praise or not. Uh, other idea for, for non-players is, um, I heard players that play, oh, players that play very, very differently where when the game starts, these players are playing the game. These players are watching the game and, and really like judging their actions and their moves and and whether they're worthy of praise or not which i don't know if a game has done that where you have players that are there's plenty of like party games with a judge but i'm curious if there's any games where there are active observers and if you know of any please let me know because i find that kind of thing fascinating it may or not be may or may not be fun but i do find it fascinating and would love to see it actually be fun and I don't know. So the third set I had was true true non-players. People that are pulled in randomly, you know, um, to, to, to kind of give their take on something. Uh, that obviously is hard to play in your house, easier in a game store, much, much easier at a convention or something along those lines. But you may or may not get a response. You may or may not have anybody. So that's that's all. that all makes it really tricky and one of those hard things that I like to present myself with trying to design. I always make it more difficult than it should be, and it doesn't usually end well, but it's definitely a lesson learned. Uh, 
So a second idea I had here was um, the th- a thought of a series of charts showing records for everything. Um, and some of these being custom made. So what I mean by that is you're playing a game and then you have uh, somebody has the most money. So obviously one of the players is going to have more money than the others. You mark that down. So they're at $5. When somebody gets to $6, you knock it up a notch. When somebody gets to $7, you knock it up a notch. And what happens is there's going to be like a trophy or an award or something for the most money, whoever's currently holding that, and they and that person gets the, the award. Um, as another player gets more money than them, the reward will pass the award will pass hands to somebody else. But uh, the person who had the award gets a gets a, a um, like a token or something that shows that they were the record holder at one point. At one point they, they did hold the record. So at the end of the game, the person who holds the award gets mega points and then everybody who at one point did hold the award uh, gets gets a, a nod as well. And I think that if I held it, it went to you, it went back to me, it went back to you. You only have the award or held the award. It's a it's a or or didn't. So if you have it, you have it. If you used to hold it, you used to hold it. But if you have it currently, you don't get extra for used to you know being the the previous uh, winner. I don't know. I don't know if that's uh, a factor or not. But I wrote most money. Your furthest reach in like a game where you're you know expanding on a map. The highest level in something where characters are leveling up or, or things along those lines. But they're held until they're passed. Once they're passed, you keep a token to show that you were a previous record holder. And maybe you can be a multiple previous record holder for the same record. But I feel like it's a it's more of a player status than something that's that's cumulative. I think it's just you're either you never held the record, you held it, or you hold it. Um, that's it. That's all I had. So. My thoughts were pretty light. I'm going to go into the community thoughts. I need to put on my glasses. I'm reading off of my computer. You're going to hear some tapping. Um, But just give me a second and we're going to get into it. Okay, so I first should mention the place to find all these ideas. Every single day we've got this group of really dedicated um, designers chiming in on every word. So I'm not the only person doing this every day. There's people that are also designing words every, designing ideas every day based off of these words. So uh, it's on BoardGameGeek. If you go to the uh, board game design forums, and then you can't miss it. It's going to be one of the top ones just because of the amount of activity that it has. Po- I'm reposting every day in there. It's a thread called Design Diary Designing Based on a Word of the Day. So the first uh, response that we got today was Cohen, and I'm going to mess up names, but it's Cohen, K-O-E-N, Hendricks. And I'm just going to read this like I'm reading my own notes. Um, So here we go. Cohen said, I like the idea of a group of non-player voters, a group of council members, or awards jury, perhaps. I think to maximize the praise you get, you have to balance actually working on your laudable projects with letting the council jury members know about your projects. Each round, each council member would give their praise to the most laudable project that they heard of, Uh, This creates trade-offs for the players uh, between making their projects better and actually telling the council members of your efforts. They also need to choose which council members to contact, preferably ones that haven't heard of any bigger projects yet. Combine this with projects that take multiple rounds to create, and players have to weigh up when to complete their projects to ensure that they get the most praise. 
Finally, maybe the different council, council or jury members could deal out varying amount of praise each round. Uh, being commended by the mayor would boost her reputation the most, but she is the hardest to get a hold of. Sounds like there could be a Euro game in there somewhere. And it reminds uh, me a bit about how movie studios try to avoid their movie releases coinciding with similar big releases to maximize box office income. Also, if Kalis were the player who has contributed the most uh, to the castle this turn gets a bonus. And that movie theater thing is really interesting where you see someone like Disney that's putting out a billion movies a year and they're, you know, they have to compete with their, with themselves. And it's just a, it's a weird thing. That's, it's almost like non-existent in other mediums like uh, Netflix. If you threw out two movies at the same time, there's, you're spending more time on Netflix. You're going to watch them one day. You watch the other one the next day. But if you throw out two movies two weeks apart, it, it throws off everything because people only go to the movies so often. Uh, so I've been finding that really interesting in, in recent, uh, especially with Disney, just, you know, Star Wars and Avengers. When are they, you know, they're bouncing off each other and other ones like that. Okay, so next one up, Adrian uh, Pile. I think last time we did, the, we said that it was Pile. Um Adrian had a similar idea, except for the judges would be the audience. As determined by cards, everyone plays into a central pool. The audience is naturally skewed or biased towards the player who played it, but they also might benefit others. And then Adrian wrote, I'll think of another idea. And there may or may not be another one to come. Uh, Stefan Minor Weaver. This one's interesting because although laudable has, of course, an entirely positive connotation, when I hear laudable in my mind, it immediately slaps to slaps a butt onto it. Laudable butt or laudable comma butt. A laudable attempt that came up short, a laudable sentiment that came to naught, etc. I like the thought of an occasional game that inverts the zero-sum goal of racking up victory points. Uh, it's a goal of not accomplishing the most whatever constitutes accomplishing stuff in a particular game. This is the thematic seed for the micro game I'm working on about Bartleby the Scrivener in which the goal is to avoid doing work better than your opponent. But the plot thickens. The game is mechanically pushing you to succeed. In this case, mechanically pressuring you into doing less than laudable and maybe even particularly nice thematic stuff. What thematic stuff? I don't know. I'm typing this one-handed while spilling scalding hot, hot coffee on my wrists. You should be careful. We, ha- we, we have time. <laughs> it's not a rush. Uh, the idea would be that by laudably helping other players gain more victory points than you, you'd win with an honorably honor- honorably lower score. So you're trying to play cards in an order or whatever that would prioritize the victory points, accumulating interests of your opponents over your own final tally, winning by laudably losing, if that makes any sense. And it does, and uh, some people came into the thread and talked about how there's a game called Why First that allow, that that is the goal is to come in second. And I remember hearing, if that's the same one that I'm thinking of, I remember hearing about it maybe last year and just being really intrigued by it. Okay, so the next one is Pablo Shulman. Uh, I do think laudable is kind of funny because in most Euro games, victory points are a measure of laudableness, honor, prestige, etc., which is absolutely true. Uh, it's it's an abstracted you know honor usually or prestige or influence or something along those lines. Uh, to subvert things a little, uh, I imagine games played in rounds where each play- round players must fulfill certain criteria, maybe some public information, some private, in order to gain some praise. However, players don't accumulate those praise victory points; they just win or lose a round. The player that won the most rounds is the overall winner. 
As for a theme, I can imagine kids competing for their parents' affection, with the criteria being chores, players being good citizens trying to win a good citizen award, students trying to be the best student, with criteria being decided by several teachers who have different parameters of what constitutes a, a, a good teacher. So next one is uh, Caroline Berg. Uh, fashion Week. You play a group of fashion designers who have to put together the next popular fashions. Draw one card at the start of the season, spring, summer, fall, or winter. One card for the color palette, one card for the patterns, one card for which accessories give bonus points. Then the players build up their fashion lineup by creating sets of cards which they draw and discard each turn. Any discarded cards are fair game for the other designers to swap for. The players need at least one color card, one pattern card, and one clothing card for their set. Accessories are optional. They can place as many sets in front of them as they have cards or as time allows. Players can also add an additional color or pattern cards to a single set to try more closely match the desired fashion. At the end, the player with the most sets and matches which match the cards chosen at the start win. The color card chosen at the start of the game has three colors, but the color cards that the players draw just have two colors. Same with the pattern cards. Clothing cards are labeled according to seasons, so jeans can be any time of the year, but a heavy jacket is only winter. Shorts might be for summer and spring. My thought is there aren't enough games about the lower end of the fashion industry. You go to the store to get a shirt, but that shirt was designed by someone, the print, the pattern, the cut, the fit, and it was all decided nine months ahead of when it appeared in stores. Not all fashion is high fashion. Even if you aren't working in high fashion, only the best designs are chosen to move forward, garnering the designers with praise from their bosses as the more outfits are chosen by them means the more money that the company will make. And as a board game publisher, I can relate with that nine month ahead, working nine months ahead um, you know, we're at the point right now where we're considering, or actually we're working on games for 2019 and it's, it's middle of March. So our last submission is from Twitter and it's from one of the longest Twitter names that I, that I know it's the FFSS board game serial. It's flip flurry, super Saturday board game serial, um, serial with an S that is design a game where you're trying to collect rec recognition for the th for things that you haven't done, stealing the limelight somehow, pushing your bro out of the way to step on the moon first. And I the stepping on the moon first, it definitely is something that I read about recently with uh, Michael Collins who never stepped on the moon and he and I believe he was the one that I read about because I did a little bit of research on this. And I, can you imagine going all that way and being the person that like sits back in the ship? And I, everybody has a role in whatever job or duty that they're doing, but could you imagine that one being yours? And I, I read, there was an interview with, with Michael Collins, and he was very worried about uh, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin's safety when they, when they stepped down on the moon. He was concerned that in the event of their death on the moon, that he would be forced to return to the Earth alone as the mission's sole survivor be and, and be regarded as a marked man for life. So that just, that's, just, that's just heavy, and it's just, could you imagine that as a theme or anything like that? But as far as what Flip said, that in this game, that wouldn't be the intention. The intention is that you were supposed to go there and somebody else kind of stole your thunder. So that's it. That's all of our submissions for today. I think this is an awesome uh, collective idea. It's it was a cool word that that sparked a lot of different different thoughts and and it was spontaneous and it was awesome. It turned out really good. So thank you all for joining in. I hope you join us again. There were new names this time. There were definitely we we have we're growing. There's there's new people 
So I hope you stick around and share your ideas on the days that we do share them and the days that we don't. But uh, either way, we'll see you tomorrow. And uh, thanks again for joining in. And thanks to all the designers that helped out. All right, see you around.